Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we lace up our gloves with three films about Indian boxers. First up, Madhavan plays a former boxer turned coach who sees something in debutante Ritika Singh in Sudha Kangara's Salah Kadu's from 2016. Then, Vineet Kumar Singh makes an enemy of Jimmy Shergill, the head of the State Boxing Federation, after falling for his niece in Anurag Kashyap's 2017 drama, Mukhabaz. Finally, Rakesh Umprakashmera and Farhan Akhtar reunite to tell the story of a boxer, Akhtar naturally, who sets out to redeem himself in Tufan, streaming now on Amazon Prime. Before we begin, we'd like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home of First Nations and Métis people. Matt! We are talking boxing movies. Have you ever been in a fight with somebody? Uh, uh, like a boxing fight or in general? Like a fist fight. A fist fight? No. I've no. been in I two like, or three. I like that that is your very first reaction I'm just to, curious. to these movies. I'm curious to see. Uh, I haven't been to a boxing match either. I don't know if I've ever even seen a fist fight. People tend to be pretty civil around me. <laughs> well, that's nice for you, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I got into a fist fight in the men's change room in junior high. What? With Nathan. You remember him? Khan? Yeah. What? I don't remember, but we, we got into it. and then Nathan Khan's such a sweet guy. Yeah, I was mad at him for some reason. So we we had a fight, and then I fought a guy named Cam in high school okay. in the art room. I think you were there, maybe. I I just said no one has you know. Yeah, I guess been so. You weren't there. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I kicked him in the balls. It was very satisfying. <laughs> okay, but I did get I, that that one didn't go too good. Yeah, for me. This so is... I'm one in one really. That's my boxing record. Okay, this is the content people download this podcast for. Yeah, let us know <laughs> if you've ever been in a fight with somebody. Uh, but neither you've never seen a back boxing match, right? Neither of us have ever seen a boxing match Not live. Not in person, but I did TV. work with a guy who wanted to be a boxer mm-hmm. at the comic book store, and he would be definitely like a featherweight. He was a okay. small guy. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if it went anywhere for him. Yeah, everything I know about boxing, I've learned in movies. Yeah, I mean, I've watched some. I used to watch uh, HBO boxing sometimes when it would be on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of fun. I mean, and I liked playing boxing video games, uh, mm-hmm. Knockout Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you ever play Rock'em Sock'em Robots? That was a, a boxing toy. Uh, I don't think I did. <laughs> okay. I really liked Knockout Kings. Though. I, like, I, I think there's a lot of interesting science and stuff that goes into being a boxer and how to you know, train yourself and mm-hmm. strategy, which these movies kind of get into a little bit. Well, I guess where I was going to lead with all of this is what do you... You were leading, but then boom, I got you with a jab of have you ever punched somebody. I know. I really wanted to try and like... That's how I keep you on your toes. Fill this episode full of boxing metaphors and puns, but... Yeah. Punches. Um, yeah. I I just... I don't... I don't know if I'm all, that clever. I'm coming at you from all sides. You're never going to know. I don't know if I'm that clever. I am going to... At some point, I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss whether or not any of these films were knockouts uh-huh. pretty good uh-huh. out you. of the three uh, main boxers who do you think would win in uh if they all boxed in, one another yes in an actual like not street fight because we well i guess we do see Tufan fight i guess we we see we actually see all three of them fighting unsanctioned bouts yeah i feel like that's a little unfair since they would it's all... a little unfair for ritika singh yes <laughs> yeah but i think she's 
probably the fastest and maybe the spunkiest. She's a trained MMA fighter. Which the other two guys are not. Um, Vineet Kumar Singh did train to be a boxer. So I'd put my money on one of them. Farinaktar, like, he's showing his age. He's Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of his sultan. Yeah. Oh, we will get there. But, uh, but so you're going to say probably Vineet Kumar Singh overall. Probably. But again... If they like, were in the same weight class. Like, he would have to cut weight to get down to her size. Which yeah. would be very interesting. And is this like she's a sanctioned tiny. fight? Or yeah, is this it would like be a... a like, not like a street fight, because that's kind of unfair. It has to be, like, okay, cause if, full on... I think if you let Ritika Singh play dirty, she might she might get him. Yeah, you I can't do that, though. Okay, but all of this was leading to me asking you... I agree. I, th- think- I think he would probably win. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think of boxing movies? And why do they continue to be so popular? Why are they I so prevalent? I typically enjoy them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um... What is it about boxing movies? What's your favorite boxing movie? I would say that in addition to boxing and cricket and baseball, those are the three best movie sports. Boxing yes. boxing and baseball are probably like tied for number one. And so, the cricket, like Lagan definitely like kicks cricket into the stratosphere for good movie. Yeah. So I think baseball makes the best movies about team sports. And I do kind of think that like cricket is actually like baseball evolved it's from baseball cricket. Two. It's baseball plus. <laughs> yeah. But I do kind of think that um, that sport style makes a great movie. Yeah. You're getting but the I band think, back together or you're assembling a team. It's very yeah, exciting. I think boxing might have the best solo sports films. Yes. Because you have you things... Kind of, yes, of course. Yeah. You have things like Rocky, a film I've admittedly never seen. What? <laughs> And the whole Rocky franchise. And Raging Bull, which we saw in probably the best conditions possible. We saw it at the New Beverly on 35 in L.A. Kind of a a magical experience. Like That's something that will probably never happen again in our lives. Well, unless we go to L.A. and go see the New Beverly again. But we get lucky that they're showing Raging Bull again. Well, to be perfectly honest, I don't know. You didn't really like it. Yeah, I don't know if Raging Bull would have been my pick. Um, but it was a great experience, mm-hmm. and I mean, I can't argue about how iconic that film is and how beloved it is. Mm. Uh, you have things like Million Dollar Baby, The Fighter. Creed. There's a lot of great boxing movies. It's just kind of my favorite. I never saw Creed 2, but Creed two, Creed 1 was great. I wasn't a fan of the second Creed. I do think yeah. the first one's very solid. And I really like every Rocky movie. I've never seen Rocky 5, though. Mm-hmm. So I've heard that one's bad, mm-hmm. and um, even stuff like the Great White Hype or uh, Snake Eyes is an interesting boxing movie because lots mm-hmm. of movies kind of take place at a title fight, and it's not necessarily about that, but it's an interesting sort of experience because at least in America, well, in these we're going to talk about how you know semi pro i guess amateur boxing in india mm-hmm. what those are like but in the states like those pro those pro uh, fights are very exciting there's celebrities people are dressed up fancy like it's it's really quite an event mm-hmm. and, oh, the, and there, think... the, what, there's a few noirs about boxing too i think the setup yeah well i was gonna say I the think... burt lancaster one yeah the figure of the boxer yeah. in kind of Hollywood cinema is an iconic one. And I also think of like, this is not a boxing film, but I think of Marlon Brando and On the Waterfront. Yeah, you boxers know, that, are interesting characters, even if yeah, they're not boxing. That that line, I could have been a contender. Like, yeah. it 
it has permeated yeah. pop culture. I bet there's people out there who know that line who don't know it's from On the Waterfront and oh, have 100%. no idea. They might even like, have a what that film is about. Halfway Brando <laughs> accent too, but yeah. not even know. But uh, one of the interesting things that uh, again, all three of these do touch on. Yeah, they do. Uh, is that boxing is a sport that poor people can do essentially mm-hmm. like it's not like hockey Ooh. or um you know, dressage or something where <laughs> like there's so much equipment and money needed boxing like you can kind of come up from nothing and a lot of uh boxers start off very poor yeah i don't know if i would necessarily describe it as a sport that poor people can do but i think a lot of boxing films including these films ali good movie yeah a lot of boxing films do kind of take on that socioeconomic aspect mm-hmm. to uh, to the characters. There's a class aspect for sure. Exactly. There's a class aspect to a lot of, of boxing films that they that I think the best boxing films kind of use the sport as a lens to analyze these things. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think especially of like David O. Russell's The Fighter, which, you mm-hmm. know, uses boxing to analyze brotherhood and class and and all of these things yeah um, i mean the original rocky you haven't seen it but like yes he's he's not well off <laughs> yes i have an understanding of what the original rocky is. rocky I, gets so rich that eventually he buys a robot that lives in his house in the 80s i probably should see it but it is kind it's of a like great movie boxing does kind of i think represent in film often this way for the common man to rise up and there's so many ways to depict it visually as well, which yes. is fascinating. Which Raging Bull especially like has that stark black and white photography and slow-mo and mm-hmm. like just buckets and buckets of blood and sweat and spit flying all over the place. Like it could be depicted in many ways, like realistic or surrealistic or, you know, hyper realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raging Bull does feel kind of like the prototype for a lot of this because it kind of covers his career. Um, kind of from from humble beginnings all the way up into kind of, you know, like you said, Rocky gets really rich all the way until he's kind of a success. You mean Rocky, not Raging Bull? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that in Raging Bull, you kind of have the full arc of a boxer's oh, career. And in and Rocky, so, there's six movies. To do. <laughs> yes, yeah. you get that all kind of True. <laughs> in one film. You get his, his humble beginnings all the way till kind of like when he is past his success and kind of the tension with his family because there's always there's always like family tension in these oh, yeah. you never actually get a single boxer who's like just goes home and you know cooks a can of beans yeah <laughs> it's always the mother or his wife or his kids and yeah yeah uh, fred williamson in uh mars attacks good boxer i do or was that richard roundtree i think it was richard roundtree oh, we watched that really recently and i oh, forget one of those two guys yeah, it's either it's either Shaft or Savage. I don't remember who, but yeah, yeah. Um, I do also think that the boxing film is kind of a vehicle for like star vanity. Yes, I think of like yes. Jake Gyllenhaal in Southpaw. Even right. though I generally don't think of like Jake Gyllenhaal as being a rather vain actor, mm-hmm. but I think it is kind of an excuse for a certain kind of actor to like really bulk up mm-hmm. and both like show off their physique as well as like how emotional they can be i mean it is what you did before superhero movies now yeah. now they're like I, the I, hot people zone i suspect a lot of that comes back to to rocky where mm-hmm. you know stallone got to show off you know 
everything that Stallone brings to the table, but also got to show off, you know, that he's actually that Stallone's actually a fantastic actor. And he also did a porno movie too, The Italian Stallion. So <laughs> yes. like he's he was he was showing off in a different sense before. <laughs> yes, but I'm just saying that I think I think a boxing film is also just like a really good vehicle. I shouldn't necessarily say for a vain actor, but I think it's a good vehicle for it's an a actor. Comeback vehicle a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, of like Will Smith and Ali. Although I don't really know where his career was before or, that. Or you know, Rocky Balboa, the sixth Rocky movie. <laughs> yes. Um, and also, if I owned a production company and wanted to make a movie and also get in shape at the same time, why not direct a yeah. boxing movie featuring yourself and then charge the personal training to your yeah. business account? I think this is gonna. This is forecasting a little bit of what I have to say about Tufan. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is overall, I guess, kind of the space that I think boxing films. Boxing often... movies are great. Yeah, often take in, in Hollywood, and I think we see some similar trends and themes in these Indian boxing films that we're going to discuss. Now, one of these three might be my favorite boxing movie of all time. One of these three is easily my favorite boxing movie of all time. Fully admit I haven't seen Rocky. I I know I need to get to it. Like, It just hasn't Do come it on your yet. other podcast. Yeah, it's Do not Rocky that, versus Rocky Five. It's not that I'm actively avoiding it. It just kind of hasn't come across my path yet. There's also... Um, there is some cast stuff in this, especially in Mukabaz, but in American movies, especially race is a big factor because this is another yes. arena in which young black men can become famous and rich. And it's done really well in Creed, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And Apollo Creed, the original Creed, like he's a very interesting character in Rocky and later on, like he gets killed in Rocky Four. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, I guess. But like he's... He's kind of, his whole thing is he's the American dream, right? Yeah. And it's a literal representation of you. It started from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Now, we are not talking about probably what I think at this point is the most well-known Indian boxing film, or at least what I assume is the most well-known Indian boxing film, Mary Com. Right. Bio- we talked about it already. Yes, the biopic of Indian boxer Mary Com, starring Priyanka Chopra. Uh, it's a film that she's clearly quite proud of. She talked. It's one of the few she talked about in her memoir, actually. Yeah, uh, we discussed that film back uh, when we did our episode like on Priyanka five Chopra five years ago. I think it's like the sixth episode. I'd probably yeah. be very embarrassed to listen to it now, but I guess if you want to hear what we think about that film, mm-hmm. you can go listen to that episode. Uh, there were a couple other that. There's one. There's like a South Indian one that just came out that people are very excited about. Yeah, yeah, and there were a couple others that I kind of looked at. Uh, for this episode, one Mithin Chakraborty film called The Boxer, uh, which I think looks pretty interesting. It was a big hit. I don't know much about it. I couldn't find it. And I saw a review. I think it was Bharadwaj Rangan talking about Mukabaz, who says that it's mm. almost a remake. So oh, there's some things that come. It's a very masala-y um, you know, sports yeah. film. I would like to see it, but also I guess... I thought it was kind of nice that all of these films are generally kind of coming out around the same time. Yeah, within five years. Yeah, we have 2016 to 2021. Uh, there was also uh, a film called Apne with uh, Katrina Kaif, Darmendra, Sunnydale, and Bobby Dale. Which one's like, the boxer? Uh, I guess Darmendra is, and I think he might have played a boxer at some point earlier in his career. Uh, but he's like an aging boxer, and his mm. sons are, you know, coming up and becoming boxers and. I don't know, I assume there's some sort of love triangle with Katrina Kaif, and I think there's a violin. I couldn't find that film anywhere. It also looked pretty long and melodramatic. I don't know. If it's good, let me know, but yeah, couldn't find it. Uh, 
Yeah, so that's kind of how we landed on these three films. Now, the first film we're going to discuss is not a Bollywood film. It's a South Indian film, and we weren't even able to see it in in Hindi. And it's pretty mid. Yeah. Now, I know that, um, that a lot of people have a different definition of Bollywood. We kind of use the, the textbook definition of mainstream Hindi language cinema. Yeah. It's made From in, that industry. Yeah. That's made in Mumbai. Or at least indie movies that might be playing off this or well, that yeah, sort of so, universe. But the South Indian uh, film uh, universe is a whole other beast. Yeah. We do sometimes cover smaller independent uh, Hindi films that you know you would potentially not classify as Bollywood. I'm thinking mm-hmm. something like Miss Lovely, uh, but we do kind of tend to stick to Hindi language films made in the Mumbai industry. Yeah. So Salakadus was made simultaneously in Tamil and Hindi, but unfortunately, I couldn't find the Hindi version anywhere and, and so we actually big movie too which is kind of weird like yeah it, it was weird that we could only find the hindi version well i think the tamil version no we could only find the tamil version oh well, it was weird that only that version was available i think the tamil version it's probably did better yeah it's the probably the version. ideal version so we watched the tamil version irudi suturu which means final round uh sala kadus uh the hindi language title means rude why you gonna be so rude? Please stop. Don't you know I'm human too? Please, please stop. You're making me lose my train of thought. Absolutely terrible uh, song. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So I guess we've, we've bench the rules a little bit uh, based on kind of the films that were available and what would fit into the We've done this before, though. Like Game Over and The yes. House Next Door. Um, like... So we, yeah. We, and those movies I liked quite a bit, actually. They, so I, I felt that they were worthwhile bendings of the rules. Yeah. This one... We will occasionally throw in a popular film from a different industry. And we talked about Bahubali. Well, we've never covered Bahubali on the show. We just talked about it as one of the best movies of the year in one of our wrap-ups. We've also talked about some Malayalam films here and there. Angamali Diaries I've talked about. now. Yeah, so we do... I mean, we do watch films from other Indian film industries. This show kind of takes... um, You know, has, has a focus, but... Mm-hmm. This film came out in 2016. It's directed by Suda Kangara. It stars Madhavan, as we said. And I believe he actually came here to Edmonton to present this film with the yeah. India Film Festival. I remember of when that happened. Alberta. Yeah, I Madhavan, believe we went to see some other movies at that festival, but he was the big draw that year. Yes, because Madhavan uh, spent like a year in Lacombe or somewhere like that. Stetler, of course. maybe? That makes sense. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? I feel like all uh, uh, Tamil stars do their <laughs> Lacombe year. Well, and this is a, a return to, to Tamil cinema for him. He hadn't made a Tamil film in a while, so it was mm-hmm. kind of a big Because you've seen quite a few movies with Madhavan, right? Yeah, we've seen a number of Bollywood films with him, like Three Idiots, uh, yeah. You Haven't Seen Zero, the Tanu Weds Manu films. People like this guy. Yeah, yeah, he is, he is quite beloved. And uh, the crowd in... Edmonton was very excited that mm. he was here. Uh, yes, so it stars Madhavan along with Ritika Singh, Mumtaz Sorkar, Nassar, and Zakir Hussain. Uh, the Tamil version was relatively well received. Critics liked it. Uh, but the Hindi version was a bit more mixed. Hmm. So again, we've only seen the Tamil version. So 
I guess it's the better one anyways. It presumably has the same story beats and stuff, though, and they're not, like, reshooting yeah. the whole thing, are they? So, like... So it was shot simultaneously, and I have done some comparisons before of films that have been shot simultaneously, Indian films that have been shot simultaneously in multiple language languages, and what I've found is that the dialogue scenes are clearly different, mm-hmm. but a lot of the action scenes are the same. Yeah, that's so the expensive scene, stuff. Yeah, any scene without dialogue. Uh, I know that there's one actor, there's one... There's one character who's cast differently in the Tamil version and the Hindi version for this film. I Interesting. Can't is who it, it is. is it Punch Pandian? Because I like that guy. No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no. So the film was nominated for four Filmfare Awards South, including Best Film Tamil, and it won Best Director Tamil, Best Actor Tamil, and Best Actress Tamil. Uh, so. Very well received. And a Filmfare uh, Award for Best Female Debut, too. Right? Yeah, Ritika Singh also won the, the Filmfare Award for Best Female Debut for Sala Kadoof. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she got the Best Actress Filmfare Award South for Best Actress Tamil and the and best, best Debut, debut for, for the Hindi one. The Hindi one, the Filmfare Award. That's kind of confusing, but okay. <laughs> Ritika Singh also won a special mention at the National Film Awards for mm-hmm. this performance. Uh, and the film has been remade in Telugu as Guru with Ritika Singh again. And the same director, too, I think, because it's on her letterbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, do you want to want to set up the, the plot of the film for us, Matt? Sure. This plot, this movie had too many subplots, yeah. which is part of the problem. And it's relatively short. Like, yeah. it's, uh, I think, like, 140 minutes. Really doesn't outstay its welcome, but there's so much going on in it that I, I really... Wish the film would have just taken a bit more time to breathe. Yeah, or like nowadays it would be a TV show. Yeah. Right? Um, So Madhavan plays a boxer. I think he's up in Haryana, maybe. Or maybe that's just where I think every sports movie takes place. But anyway, he's, he's he's a coach who trains women's boxers. And... He's divorced. We hear a lot about his bitch ex-wife. We never actually see her. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some sort of talk of impropriety that he's taking liberties with his charges. He essentially gets in trouble with the Boxing Federation, which, like every Indian sports organization, is completely corrupt top to bottom. Um, and he uh, essentially gets sent down to um, in Chennai. Uh, yeah, he goes down to South India. He goes down to South India. I think it's Chennai. It's it's Benares in uh, Mukabaz. I think it's Chennai in this one. Um, and he yeah, it's Chennai. Yeah, and I th- he has to go and sort of revitalize a gym down there run by a guy named Punch Pandian, which great name. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, and that's a- Nasser, and he is playing the same role in both cool. versions. It's it, and it's it's a it's a gym that's not producing you know great boxers lately. Yeah. Uh, he goes there and he meets uh, Ritika Singh, whose sister is actually, at that point, the boxer in the family. Yeah. And she's, her intent essentially is to box for a while, maybe win a championship, and then parlay this into a police career. Because one of the most interesting things about any Indian sports movie is that typically a lot of people are there to get jobs in the civil service. Yeah. And it makes sense that boxing would lead you into, like, police work. Because they're pretty tough. Every film I've seen that kind of delves into this aspect of athletes working for usually the the railways. railways. That's the big one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We see that in Panga. 
We see that in uh, MS Doni. There's always like a tension between them, like getting their job done mm-hmm. and their training, and it's always just like, I don't know. It's always kind of baffling. I I suspect that this is probably a, a real life tension that many of these athletes have to deal with, and I suspect that the way that the Indian sports system is shown as being rather corrupt is accurate. Probably pretty accurate. Vineet yeah. Kumar Singh himself was a basketball player and he was inspired by kind of his... He, We will get to it with Mukabaz, but he initially wrote that script and he was inspired by his experiences mm-hmm. with with other athletes. So I suspect that's true, but it's, just, it's always interesting to me how like, you know that they're there to like have this job and also need to train and you're constantly yeah. trying to stop them training. But it's it's like, you know, if you go to your work and like a jock showed up one day who doesn't know anything about your job and like you're supposed to show them around and they didn't go to school. Yeah. In Mukabaz, that's a big deal. Like it's all in- of his coworkers kind of hate him because he, yeah. he got a job by being good at boxing. He didn't go to school, doesn't know anything about the railways. Yeah. So it's an interesting system. I don't know if I entirely understand if it's if it works based but, on the films. Yeah, but I guess the alternative would be what we have in Canada, where typically amateur um, athletes like this usually end up at like car dealerships yeah. and Home Depot and like a weed store. And they need a lot of corporate sponsorship. Yeah, because that's the only sort of jobs that you can take time off. And go train and like work it into your schedule. So they don't really, they don't really have the chance to really build a career until later. So you can get like, what's her name? Haley Wickenheiser is somebody who goes on to train the Canadian hockey team or something. Like you could kind of stay in the sports world afterwards if you're good and you can be a trainer. But having a steady job is difficult to do. So Or if you're... Or if the the sport that you participate in is something like figure skating, where you can go on and do like stars on ice. Yeah, you could do that, yeah. or um, you can get like endorsements for a while. But yeah. all of these jobs are predicated on you being young and in good shape too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and especially with boxing, like you look That's at why Muhammad- Santa Bayul like quit so quickly. Yeah, but yeah. well, you look at uh, Muhammad Ali, who essentially got uh, Parkinson's, I think, from from fighting so much like yeah. it boxing is really bad for your body yeah. same with football so uh, i don't know if either way is a better way yeah it it seems the government seems like it's doing sort of make work projects in order to um generate sports stars mm-hmm. but also in all of these movies they're complaining that they don't win medals yeah so something's not working and it's not like uh, China or Russia where it's basically like a sports academy that you just go and you do sports and that's your whole life. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a variety of different ways of doing it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the sisters so, trying to yeah. parlay so, this into a job so as a Lu- police officer. Yeah. Lux is the actual boxer, but <laughs> Madhavan sees her sister and says like, well, she's spunky. And he is very dismissive of all the other girls there. It's like, you're too fat. You're just trying to... Mm-hmm. You slept with your coach. You... Um, you're just trying to be a cop. Like, uh, he's pretty sexist a lot of the time. He is very rude. Yeah. Um, but he does see Enrique Singh like a sort of um, counter to himself because he's a hothead. He flies off the handle all the time, gets in fights, but he was able to parlay that into boxing. Yeah. And he thinks that if he And can... he feels like he needs to give this girl a chance the way someone gave him, him a chance. Yeah, because her family is very poor. Yeah. Uh, she sells fish on the seashore. Uh, her dad is just a drunk guy. 
Her mother's stuck at home. Her mother's North Indian. Her dad's South Indian. So there's some tension there, too. Um, and Ritika Singh, at first, is just like, well, screw you. I don't want to do this. This is Lux's thing. It's not mine. Yeah. But eventually she gets into it. And then in the most annoying part of the movie, she falls in love with Madhavan. And it's like, okay, sure. This was kind of an interesting story until you did the most obvious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then people assume they're sleeping together. So yeah, because he has this bad reputation. Yeah, so especially her sister then tries to like sabotage her career. Yeah, it kind of goes down a soap opera path like that. It, it, yeah. it culminates in her being up for sort of the... I think it's like a national bout. Like she could be the champion. She's definitely representing her... The state. Her state. Yeah. And Madhavan has to leave, basically. Like he's given a, he's told he has to leave or she can't actually fight. Yeah, because uh, the like head of the Indian Boxing Federation uh, he has, hates him. he hates him. He hates him because back in the day when they used to box, uh, and this is like a, a recurring thing that will. It's going to come up in these other two. In these films, that it's just like there are so many petty vendettas in Indian sports films. Yeah. Uh, where it doesn't matter how hard Madhavan could train her because she's a box, like his boxer, because he's her coach, they're not going to give her a chance unless yeah. he agrees to. Well, I'm not going to say. Well, he's, yeah. he has to humiliate himself, basically. Yeah. But like. But this the, I guess this is a like... problem with the system, though, because if it's all if the only people who can survive in the the framework of the Federation of Boxing yeah. are former boxers, they're going to have a bunch of grudges against each other because, you know, they literally fought each other on on a monthly basis. Yeah. So it, it does seem like an environment that's going to breed problems like that. Yeah, I do feel like kind of this problem that happens in the third act with this this grudge against comes out of Madhavan comes out of nowhere. Um, this guy has also he's done some horrible things earlier on in the yeah. film that you think might have been more of a problem. Uh, I won't get into it. I think the film handles it very well. It handles it well, but very cynically. Like yes, the other girls are like, "Well, we've been there. We get it." And yeah. it's like, "Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty unsavory, but." Reads as realistic, I guess. It does read as realistic. The thing, my issue with the film is I just don't feel like things are well developed. Is I just no. I feel like there's a lot going on and it never takes the time to really develop these characters and their motivations and also these these situations that they kind of find themselves in, which do feel kind of very natural for a sports film. Mm-hmm. But everything just feels very rushed kind and of thrown I, together yeah and i just felt like it was underdeveloped i also didn't think it looked very good like i no. i didn't think the boxing was well shot i didn't think it was well edited which is i think something you kind of need to do in a boxing film you at least have to use the editing to make it look very exciting which you can yeah. do but this one it was you could tell that ridica singh fights yeah but I don't know if all the other girls do. Yeah. So it just looks kind of weird. And they're like cutting around the boxing, yeah. which is not what you want. The highlight for the film for me is like one of the, the first songs in the film. When yeah. she uh, and her sister, because... Madhavan pays them money. Yeah, Madhavan pays her five, 500 rupees a day to, to come train in the morning and in the night. And so she's like, oh, I haven't made. Yeah, and I'm her, rich now. And her sister would like have this like fun dance 
scene, like in the streets of, of kind of the slum of Chennai that they live in. That was really fun. That yeah, had a lot of That was energy. the highlight of the movie, the first half hour. And then yeah, after I, that. I wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have like later on, like this tension between the sisters. Okay. So you have like the tension between the sisters. Mm-hmm. You have Ritika Singh falling in love with Madhavan. Madhavan being out with the boxing commission. That's why he's there really. Yeah. He gets kicked out. Yeah. And then you have... Uh, the sexual, the attempted sexual assault with Ritika Singh that we tiptoed around earlier. I think everyone kind of understood what we were talking about. Then you have her having to box against uh, like a Russian boxer who's right. out of her weight class. And the thing that I don't understand is then like later on in the film, she has to box against this woman again. Yeah, and they didn't say like, oh, she also cut weight to get down to light heavyweight or but whatever. But she's like out of her weight class. She's like a foot taller than her. <laughs> like they could have mentioned that to make it make sense. Yeah, they but... must be at an international competition at the end because she has to fight that girl at the end again. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's unclear. It's not the Olympics, but it might be some sort of international world boxing thing. Yeah, I wasn't always clear like at what level <laughs> It's an international at. boxing competition, which also helpfully takes place in India. Yeah, I did. Because there was a Canadian there. Yes. I remember yeah, her. this yeah. one was definitely international. In Mukabaz, it's still just yeah, it's India. Just the, yeah. uh, this one is definitely... Because again, she has to fight this Russian boxer again at the end. And I'm like, but they're not in the same weight class. We've already established This that. was a problem before. <laughs> is it not a problem anymore? So I just feel like, I don't know, they try and do too much. It feels underdeveloped. I, I, I don't know. I, it's pretty I think mediocre. it's a miss. Yeah, I that's exactly how I feel. I'm honestly shocked at how much, uh, uh, how many awards and sort of like praise this movie has. It's it's okay. I mean, yeah. It, Mary Com is better if you want a movie about a female uh, I think so. Mary Com does female boxer. really lay the nationalism on thick. But yeah. I think Mary Com like genuinely has a very interesting life even though she doesn't look at all like the real mary com it's it is interesting uh, like uh, priyanka has you know some interesting history that she has to play through in addition to yeah. this woman's interesting yeah life. i would i would yeah potentially have preferred an actress who was from that area in northern india yeah but i do think that like mary com is a very inspiring woman that's a very interesting story there's clearly a lot to work with there but i think there was a lot to work with here as well I they just, just dropped the ball they they yeah. couldn't decide if this was a madavan movie or a ritika singh movie yeah i don't know if people are like more interested in that tension between the two of them and the like, having sexual attention with your coach is stupid will they won't they romance but that was i bad. didn't care also the girl that he was seeing in this was up in North India again. She was she was cute. I liked her. Yeah. We don't know her name. Uh, we just know that Ritika Singh hates her. Yeah. So we think this one is pretty mediocre, but we seem to be in the minority on that. So. Yeah, it's it's okay. If this was the first Indian boxing movie I'd ever seen, I might think, you know, it's not bad. But unfortunately, this is like the fifth or sixth Indian boxing movie I'd ever seen. I would say give this one a miss. It's it's cool that a female director got to do a movie about a female boxer, but really. This movie is kind of sexist. Our Madhavan's character is very sexist. And um, we're supposed to identify with him, I think. He's kind of the outsider coming into this situation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's odd. I, I don't know. Yeah. The other two are better. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, that brings us to Interval. Oh, and what's the song? Tufan title song. Yeah. Yes, it's the Tufan title song. <laughs> it's the Tufan title song. Uh pretty good song actually i like this song okay <laughs> 
Hosted by Todd Hirsch, ATB Financial's Vice President and Chief Economist, The Future of Podcasts has launched its second season. By connecting with industry leaders to uncover what's on the horizon for the things that mean most to you, The Future of Podcast promises to give you insights and to help navigate what is often an uncertain future. Explore how our economy and communities can not only brace for change, but embrace the opportunity it creates. Subscribe to The Future of in Apple Store, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. And connect with us at atb.com slash thefutureof. This episode is also brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity-driven stories, topical newsletters, and locally-focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. Taproot publishes a weekly tech roundup, sharing local headlines and upcoming events to help you stay up-to-date on what's happening in Edmonton's tech community. It's curated by Emily Randall watson host of Taproot Edmonton Presents Igniting Innovation, a podcast series about tech, Edmonton's tech innovation scene. Subscribe to the Tech Roundup for free at taprootedmonton.ca. You can also get an audio version of the Tech Roundup. Subscribe to the weekly five-minute podcast at techroundup.taprootedmonton.ca. So that was the love theme from Too Fun. No, it's just the Too Fun theme song. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, from the film Too Fun, which we'll talk about in a minute. Too Fun. There is a love theme in it, though. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> I'm still keeping it in. That's good. Okay. But uh, before we get to Too Fun, we're going to talk about both of our favorite boxing movie of all time. Yeah, this is like easily my favorite boxing movie of all time. This movie was in my top 10 in 2018. I 2017. love this movie. Well, it premiered in 2017 yeah. at TIFF, Came here but later. it wasn't released theatrically until early 2018. And, so and I think we had to watch it on Prime, didn't we? Eros Now. Yeah, we didn't actually get to see it in theater. Yeah, it never Yeah, it never played theatrically here, but it was released theatrically January 2018, but technically it's a 2017 film. But sure. Anyways, ended up on my top 10 list of the year for 2018. I love this movie. I was really looking forward to rewatching this movie. It holds up. I still love this movie. It's by and a director this, I think you've heard of named Anurag Kashyap. Do you know this, this guy? <laughs> no, never heard of him. Um, this is a film that I would recommend to people who've potentially never seen an Indian film before, who maybe think they don't like Bollywood Yeah, I don't films. think you really need to know much about... Just that the Indian sports world is very corrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it does have a lot of um, cast issues in the film. Yeah, but it explains um, them. It ex- Yeah, it explains things. I think it's really accessible. I know Cameron Bailey, uh, head of TIFF, was a big fan of this film. He really championed it. It's part of why it played at the festival and really felt that it was one of the high, like one of the high-tier boxing films that kind of deserves to be in... The canon. I completely agree with him. I love this movie. Yeah. So it came out in 2017 slash 18. Yeah. As mentioned earlier. Stars Vineet Kumar Singh. He wrote the story, he said, and he whipped himself into amazing With shape. his sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't feel like he'd been getting the kind of roles he was interested in in Bollywood. He was doing an, an Indian film. It also seems like he has not continued to really get that amazing of roles. No. He was doing a lot of kind of supporting characters. 
Uh, he'd previously done Gangs of Wasi Poor and Ugly mm-hmm. with Anira Kashap, and Kashap heard about this script and took it and agreed to make it if, you know, Vinit Kumar Singh got in shape. Yeah. Uh, and I believe also, like, changed it. There's, like, five names attached yeah, to there, the script. There actually were quite a few. Yeah, great movie. Uh, Mukabaz actually means the brawler, so technically this is not a boxing picture and we're full of shit. <laughs> um, but... There is kind of a tension in this movie between being a quote-unquote brawler and a boxer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stars, like I said, Vinny Kumar Singh, Zoya Hussain, as a young woman who is mute. So she uses sign language. She can hear what people are saying, but is unable to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Shergill is her absolutely terrifying uh, uncle. One of his best roles I've ever seen and one of the best villains I've ever seen in Hindi film. Yeah. He's, uh, he's amazing. He's like the the head of the boxing federation in the state. In UP, yeah. Yeah. So like he's basically made a personal fiefdom out of this sport and mm-hmm. everyone has to kowtow to him essentially in order to get anything done. This like, is probably the best performance I've ever seen Jimmy Sheargold give. And it's funny because we've all most of the other stuff we've seen him in is kind of romantic hero stuff. And in this, he's just or like... comedies. A, I've seen him in a lot of broad comedies. Yeah. And in this one, he's just a stone-cold psychopath. The entire yeah, movie. Yeah. And I don't want to praise like, oh, this dramatic performance compared to a lot of the, the more comedic ones. I just like... I don't know. It's such a... This is not what I think of when I think of Jimmy Shearville usually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't get this until I read Bharadwaj Rangan's review, but he's actually got a glass eye. I thought his mm-hmm. eyes were just... Uh, messed up because of boxing and he has these crazy contacts in that yeah. makes it look like his he's like got that uh that stuff from the x-files that turned your eyeballs all black mm-hmm. that's what he looks like but it, the, the review i read said that he's actually got a glass eye and that's one of the reasons why he has to hold things up to his face that makes sense yeah uh this has got a positive reaction from critics nominated for three film fair awards best actor critics best story and best action and it won best action yeah, well-deserved yeah. win Best right. Action. Very well-choreographed and, like, believable action. It's yeah. it's not a it's not a masala movie where someone's getting punched through a wall. Like Watching this film so closely to Uruti Sutru, which I didn't think the action was very well shot there at this all. This is the power this of editing like, and cinematography. This is so well shot. Yeah, it's actually unfair that we watch these next to each other. Yeah. But you want to tell a plot? Sure. So, Vineet Kumar Singh plays uh, our titular Mukabaz, our titular brawler. He's a little uh, too old for this. Yeah, he's a little too old to kind of be getting into boxing, but he sees it as an opportunity to kind of rise himself up of kind of the situation that he is in. Uh, he is annoyed that he keeps kind of having to do menial tasks for Jimmy Sheargold, that he's kind of not getting the opportunity to train. He makes them all his servants, basically. Yeah. And it's not like a Yoda thing where it's like, oh, actually, you were learning to box the whole time by lifting a bag. No, he's just like, he's interested in learning how to box and feels like he's being kind of taken advantage of, uh, which I think is pretty fair based on what we see. Uh, So he goes to another town and goes to another boxing gym. Well, first he punches Jimmy Shergill in the face. (laughs) Yes. And Jimmy Shergill's niece is very interested in this because he's an asshole. Yes. So eventually he goes to another town and finds another boxing coach who agrees to train him. 
He's also fallen in love with Jimmy Sheargill's niece. Now, Terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, played by uh, Zoya Hussein, who from what I understand is a stage actress, and this was her first feature film. She's excellent. Yeah. Uh, her character is mute. She cannot speak, but she can hear, and she gives an incredible performance of... Uh, like, mostly in sign language. and Yeah, th- mostly yeah. in sign language and all in reactions. Like, I want to say she gives an incredible performance playing a character who, like, can't speak. But that's, I feel like that sounds like faint praise, and I don't mean it that way at all. She's mm-hmm. fantastic. So they fall in love, and she is pushing Vinnie Kumar Singh to get a job so that they can get married, so that she can essentially escape the tyranny of her uncle, because her uncle kind of lords over her family and and the rest of his family and just terrorizes her them dad constantly. is actually older than him yeah but he's completely under jimmy sheargill's thumb yeah and he has no children himself probably uh, because he's a boxer and has been beaten to yeah. hell so. and treats everyone around him as 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 if they are beneath him they're disposable he's he's also very proud of being a brahmin yes exactly and Vinit Kumar Singh is a Rajput. So he is beneath him. He is of a lower caste. And so that's a big part of why he does not think Vinit Kumar Singh is worth his time. And also why he would never entertain the idea that he could marry his niece. But Vinit Kumar Singh kind of continues to train. And his new coach is a Dalit. Yes. And this is even more <laughs> reprehensible for Jimmy Shergill. Yes. Uh, he does not care for this at all. But his, co- his new coach is great. Yeah. This He's, is important. He is that guy who's just sort of like, yeah, I'm going to teach you. And mm-hmm. like, you might do some weird stuff, but you'll find out actually... You- He's he- not doing a Mr. Miyagi exactly, but it's sort of like that. Like, he kind of halfway gets into philosophy and stuff and teaches him how to do it. And this is where the Mukaba's brawler thing comes up, because he was not actually allowed to box... Mm-hmm. people would get into fights with him and he had to essentially claw his way into a boxing career but he would get into brawls all the time because no one wanted to like actually legitimately fight against an untouchable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly and so he does very well ends up winning the state championship ends up getting a job at a train station and is able to marry Zoya Hussein. But that is unfortunately not the end of no, that's just the interval. all of his worries. Uh, as we kind of alluded to earlier, uh, there is tension with his job at the train station. Everyone, you know, again, like they're upset that he didn't have to go to school. They don't feel like he had to work as hard necessarily for this. And it interrupts his training schedule. And they're giving him shit jobs, too. Like, take a piece of paper over to this guy and wait around for six hours. At the same time, he's also trying to, in addition to his job and training, he's trying to learn sign language so he can Mm -hmm. communicate with his wife. And she is not happy (laughs) that uh, he doesn't seem to be picking it up or is learning as quickly as he can. He's trying his hardest. Uh this all comes to a head when Vinit Kumar Singh uh, is going to box in the kind of national uh, national tournament, and Jimmy Sheargal kidnaps his niece and holds her hostage. And again, her. his vendetta against both Vinit Kumar Singh and his coach, who is a Dalit, uh, is 
fierce and he is committed to bringing bringing them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an intense film. Again, there's there's a lot about cast in the film that I think they spell out very clearly and make it really easy to understand. It also starts off with uh, a video of cow defenders yeah. um, essentially lin- becomes... lynching some guys. And uh, Jimmy Shergill is like, oh, don't know anything about these guys, but they're essentially his personal army. And they're using the excuse of, oh, this person was eating cow meat mm-hmm. as a way to eliminate political rivals and boxing rivals. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I guess that is one thing that uh, someone new to Bollywood might need a little bit of explanation on. Because it starts like very in media res. I think it's all very clear. Though. You get it eventually. But yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I love this movie. Uh, the plot it's really well plotted it's really well paced uh, I think it's really well shot like I just mm-hmm. I have nothing negative to say about this film it really is my favorite boxing movie I think Vinny Kumar Singh gives an incredible performance it's how I love how much time Kashyap spends with Zoya Hussein's character I think that was as equally important to him in telling her story as it was in telling the boxing side of things. She's in and, school too, like so. Yeah, and uh, she, her, his family doesn't really like her that much, but they put up with her because she's going to university and can conceivably get like a good job yeah. to help everyone out. Yeah, and her character is mute because Kashyap wanted to um, discuss the way in which women in the in in these in these areas in India in the state are often powerless mm-hmm. um, and have no voice. And so, you know, he makes that quite literal. Yes. But she is, is by no it means... It is not subtle. Yeah, she is by no means not... A, like She's by no means a weak character. She's a no, very she's strong a character. a firecracker. Yeah. Um, yeah, what I like and about this... And the chemistry this... between the two of them, between the between Vinit Kumar Singh and Zoe Hussain, is excellent. Yeah. What I like the most about this movie, I like a lot of things about this movie, but Vinit Kumar Singh's character, he's over the hill... He's 28 when he starts boxing, mm-hmm. which is way too old. And I think he's probably in his mid-30s by the end of the movie. And, like, he knows that he's probably not going to make it, but he still wants to try anyway. He won't give up. But also, you know, it's that sort of personality who is always combative and mm-hmm. won't take no for an answer, even though taking no for an answer is a very good idea for most of this movie. We never find out if he drinks the pee. Uh I don't remember, but at one point Jimmy Shear goes like, drink this pee, it's nectar, drink it. Maybe I'll let you box after that. And I don't think he does. No. So I, he probably would have become one of Jimmy Shergill's cronies or something. Uh, Bhagwan Das, his name is literally God, so that's what he thinks of himself. Yeah. And yeah, he is an absolutely terrifying villain. And I You think want the, this guy to get owned so badly. And I think the film does a really good job and kind of articulating and analyzing how someone who is given like a small amount of power mm-hmm. the way that Jimmy Shergill is like you know he's given this power a very specific power yeah how they will abuse that and also the way in which it just kind of adds to their own sense of ego and grandiose yeah, it corrupts him yeah yeah, yeah. we don't really know what this corrupts. guy would have been like but i feel like he would have been an asshole his whole life yeah but by the time we see him he's just a monster yeah the boxing is so well shot i really love that all of these matches that we see all of these tournaments there's like no one in the crowd yeah that's i guess yeah cash said was like the boxing matches he went to go see. So it's not a big prize fight. It's not no. lots of money on the line. You might get a job working at the railway station. Yeah. That's the big prize. So these are people purely in it for 
economic need in a lot of cases. They just mm-hmm. need a job and they don't really have any other way of doing it. They didn't go to school, you know, or for the love of the game. And Vinnie Commercing is both. Yeah. Yeah. I, this movie also has a fantastic ending. I don't mm-hmm. want to ruin it, but I love the way this movie ends. I think mm-hmm. it's just like... It's like a Chinatown ending almost. Yeah. It's the perfect note well, to end it's a on. it's a bit more it's a bit more happier than that, but it's it it is it it totally makes sense leading up to it, and it's also completely realistic. Yeah. Like it's not a a picture book happy ending. It's 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 a achievable victory. Let's yeah. say yeah, yeah. I really think that like if you like sports films, it's well worth checking out. If you're interested in films about class and cast well worth checking out like there's it's a very rich film there's a lot going on in it it's brutal, uh, it has a, it is it is a brutal movie yeah it has a great song sequence uh of, of course it's a training sequence with Vinny kumar singh um where you kind of see uh this this one guy kind of near the the riverbank is like doing break like dancing, break yeah. dancing yeah uh, i really like when anurag kashyap does this where instead of getting like the actors to dance he just has like insert dancers you see that in man marzion too i really like that yeah and he's always good at finding interesting songs that like the training song yeah is kind of a typical bollywood song but also like street music and music that people would actually listen to yeah in real life yeah I he's hate, great at integrating that into his movies i hate to think that i don't know listeners are listening to us and they're like oh it's such a cliche that they love the anurag kashyap film they always love there's the a Ray reason kashyap he's good <laughs> he's always uh, good but i just i love this movie I he really cannot do. miss <laughs> yeah this I, I don't know if this is my favorite kashyap but it would be probably in my top three it's up there. I think I need to see Ugly again, because we saw that very uh, early ugly on. Ugly is not in my top three. It's a, it's a great movie, but it's such a brutal watch. But I think it's got that procedural element that he's good at. And Yang's Waspoor is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, Bombay Velvet, while a critical misfire, I just like, because I <laughs> like that sort of over-the-top... There's boxing to be a big in, shot movie. in Bombay Velvet, too. Well, it's it's bare-knuckle cage fighting, cage fighting um, <laughs> which is an entirely different subset of Bollywood movie. Um, but, yeah, uh, there is not a cash app movie that I didn't like. No Smoking is very high for me, too. I think that yeah. that's one where a genuine, like, oddball film. Yeah. And he did it. Like, he, he just picks a, a genre and then masters it every time. So he's the best. And if you don't like him, screw you. <laughs> this movie rules. And uh, it's one of the best Hindi movies I've ever seen. Just yeah, putting it out there. It's different. It's not a masala movie, but it has the bones of a masala movie. This mm-hmm. it, this could have been a movie in the 80s, right? Yeah. And I think that's part of what I like about it is that it does feel very 80s. This could be Amitabh Bachchan. This plot or, is very 80s. Yeah. It could, be, yeah. it could be one of these classic actors that we like. It would be a very different film, but... It's the same sort of stakes. Mm-hmm. It's just done in a completely up-to-date fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it rules. Watch it. Well, that brings us to Tufan, which means storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this film just came out. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, we've been anticipating it for a while this year because there hasn't been a lot of kind of big Bollywood films to get excited about. Did you know that before uh, every podcast... I have to remember every other podcast I've ever podcasted oh my God. so that I remember my whole life history so that I could podcast effectively. Oh my God, you've been waiting to make that joke. Yes, I have. <laughs> if, you, if you see me just staring out the window or just looking at a microphone really hard, that's what I'm doing before every looking podcast. Looking at the microphone really hard. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, so this film, came, as I said, came out recently. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. It was supposed to come out earlier in 2021, but then was delayed because of the second wave of the COVID-19 pandemic uh, in India. So it's out now. I don't know if this movie ever could have lived up to the hype I had for it. Uh, I mistakenly said in a past podcast episode that it was a biopic because I assumed it was a biopic. Just it's like solely... a biopic of a made-up person. Yeah, but I think it has biopic vibes. Just solely based on um, Rakesh Amprakash Mera and Farhan Akhtar because they had previously made Bog Milka Bog. Mm-hmm. I just assumed that this was a biopic. It's not. It's an original story. Sort of. Sort of original. Sort of. <laughs> so as mentioned, it was directed by Rakesh Amprakash Mera, stars Farhan Akhtar, Murnal mm-hmm. Thakkar, Paresh Rawal, Vijay Raz, Supriya Pathak, Darshan Kumar, and Rakesh Amprakash Mera himself in a cameo. <laughs> yeah. He is a... He works for the Boxing Federation, doesn't yeah, he? he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's a, a rare, non-corrupt guy. <laughs> yeah, he gives him a chance. He's actually good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this film had a relatively mixed critical reception. I'm not sure how well it's doing with audiences. Again, there when hasn't... it's streaming, you can't tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I haven't seen too many people talk about it, but it's, there have not been a lot of Memes. notable yeah. new releases. So it's it's just hard to say. Yeah. Uh, I think this film feels like Farron Akhtar's midlife crisis. Yeah, it's a Sultan type movie. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. We we kind of discussed this uh, off pod that there seems to be a trend in with like Bollywood actors of a certain age. Well, I would probably say actors of a certain age. Hollywood actors of, do this too. Yeah. Choosing these films that allow them to really kind of like bulk up and show Look that they, they still got it. So He's actually way too old for his character <laughs> in probably most of the movie. Yeah, so that definitely feels like what you get with Sultan. That feels like uh, what we got with Dangal to a certain extent. Though I mm-hmm. think Amir Khan actually spends most of that film not... As the old Amir Khan. Yeah, yeah. like not in great shape. He's maybe 10 minutes as young, like ripped version. And yeah. when you hear about his workout regime to get to that... Um, I'm surprised we haven't really seen a lot of like social media stuff about how Farhan Akhtar got into shape because he no, looks amazing. He does look amazing. He looks, I, I'm wondering if he used gear though. Like, yeah, he looked amazing in Bog Milka Bog too. And, and I, he looked like a runner in that. And in this, he looks like a boxer. Like his yeah. trainer is working him effectively to do the roles. Yeah, and I I really like Farhan Akhtar. I don't mean yeah, I always love Farhan these Akhtar. comments in any way to be dismissive. I just kind of I don't know. This film felt a bit ego stroking to me in a, in a way that I just kind of wasn't necessarily expecting. Yeah. I mean, I liked it, but it's it's not a Mooka No. It's, it's it's an enjoyable movie, though. I didn't yeah. I didn't hate it. Yeah. You want to set up for us? Okay. So, Tufan is the sort of boxing nickname of uh, Farhan Akhtar. He's a Muslim guy, and he essentially works as a debt collector for um, Vijay Raz, mm-hmm. and... He is he's like the lord of the Muslim area in Mumbai. I forget what it's called, Dongri, I think something like that. Mm-hmm. He's he's a big deal there, and he um, he kind of happens upon boxing, and gets really into it. And he uh, essentially gets told that he has to stop being a gangster mm-hmm. in order to be a boxer. So he does. And Vijay Raz is very sad about this. Vijay Raz also gives him a watch for being a good gangster. And the watch is very prevalent throughout the movie. And it's sort of a metaphor, but it actually doesn't amount to anything. So I was You're like, a watch boy, so you I, I like watch. Things. I like watches, so I was always keeping an eye on it. Like, 
is he going to take this off when he renounces his gangsterism? No, he just keeps it. So it's kind of weird because they set it up and then nothing happens with it. It seems to actually fit, too. Yeah, usually the Rolexes uh, that Indian gangsters wear are a little, uh, little bigger, especially considering VJ Roz gives it to him. VJ Roz is nowhere near as big as a Faranakta. <laughs> He's pretty skinny, so it's That's actually it it's very strange. It's, it's so big on VJ Roz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess he's got the sort of Don type way of holding it, and then uh, Faranakhtar wears it. He's yeah. But anyway, Faranakhtar uh, also meets a girl who's a doctor mm-hmm. at a sort of free clinic. He goes there after getting into a bar fight and getting his head smashed open, and she stitches him up. And what he doesn't realize is that. His new boxing coach, who really doesn't like Muslims, his wife was killed in a bomb blast. Mm-hmm. Uh, his coach is also uh, the doctor's father. Mm-hmm. So, Parash Wawal. Yeah. And after he wins a pretty big fight, it starts to become a bigger deal in the boxing world. He says, oh, I, you know, I want to propose to my girlfriend. This is very exciting. And his, uh, his coach is like, what? <laughs> and this is kind of the main drama of the movie is that these two guys... And the daughter in between them, they're driven apart by religion, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also runs into problems with the Boxing Federation and ends up throwing a fight because he, uh, him and his wife, they actually can't find a place to live because no one's going to rent to a Muslim and a Hindu uh, couple. Yeah, especially if they aren't married. Yeah, they're not married yet, but like they're trying to find a place to live, and his his Muslim household, the, all the people in there are just like, oh, you need to change your name to Amina, and you have to do this and that, and they don't want to do that. So he throws a fight in order to make enough money to buy a house, essentially. Mm-hmm. So and they have a place to live. Yeah, he's kicked out of boxing for five years because he gets caught. And they end up living with Supriya Pathak. Yeah, they li- they end up living with the nurse anyway, who apparently had a room at her house. Yeah. Um, so he ends up running a taxi company or travel agency or something, and mm-hmm. they have a kid. Basically, mm-hmm. he's, he's drummed out of boxing. He tries to get back into boxing after a personal tragedy, mm-hmm. and he, you know, trains up again. He's old now, so he has to work twice as hard. This is when it turns into Rocky Balboa, the mm-hmm. movie, as opposed to the beginning being Rocky. It has a similar thing that we see in Iridi Sutru, where one of the guys that he fought back in his glory days holds a vendetta against him, and now he's like important in the boxing yeah. federation. Major Samir from The Family Man <laughs> yeah. makes a appearance as a boxer slash villainous boxing guy. Yeah. Yeah, so it has a lot of the same it elements. It has tropes. Everything is a trope. Yeah, it has a lot of the same elements that we see in a lot of Indian sports films. This, to me, didn't add anything to the genre. Like, it's... It's perfectly enjoyable, it's but fine. it's hard to remember what happened in it. Yeah, and I guess because I know this is the team that made Bog Milka Bog, which I, I really like that film. I think I had some higher expectations, and it's been so long since... You know, like I said, that we got a Bollywood film on this level. I was just really excited. Sense Luca Boss. <laughs> well, no, just like, uh, like I don't know, just like a marquee Bollywood film. Like yeah. Something. They're, all, they're saving them until theaters are open. Exactly. Right? So I was really excited to see this one. Uh, I, I, again, I love Ma- Bog Milka Bog. I feel like that movie really delivers. Milka Singh um, just has a more interesting life. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, because he survives partition, he goes on to compete at he the Olympics. He passed away, too. Yeah, he just died of COVID-19, I believe. So, he and his wife. But, like, 
that has more ambition, basically, by the fact that it's about an interesting guy. Tufan is, you know, I think he's maybe, again, fighting for the national championship or something. Yeah. And he's also fighting against a a young guy who's sponsored by the railways, which I thought was interesting because mm-hmm. occasionally you see like railways teams. Mm-hmm. So this film was sponsored by Bridgestone. Yeah. There this, are a lot Bridgestone of tires. tires. <laughs> yeah. And like I alluded to earlier before every match, Tufan has to look at his gloves and remember all of his past before he can box. Yeah. It's just like, it's a very paint by numbers version of the sports. Who was the first biopic. movie to do that? Was walk the line. The first one to do that. I don't know. It seems like a trope that's been there forever, and it's parodied amazingly in Walk Hard. But yeah. like, you see it all the time. Yeah, it's such a yeah, it's such a paint by numbers sports biopic. Even though it's, it's not, a, not biopic. a biopic. Yeah, uh, but it's just it's it's hitting all of those marks. I do think that there's a moment in the film that again I don't want to ruin for anyone, but I think it was just a bit too cliche, a bit too much. It's, it's kind of it's just wild. <laughs> Well, I just, I didn't think it was necessary. No. I just think this movie is a little too melodramatic at times. I, I don't need more, more conflict layered on it. Like, I felt like mm-hmm. they'd kind of built it enough. And then I'm just like, okay, let's see the redemption. And instead, they, they throw a curveball there in a way that I thought was lazy and unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that, like everyone's giving a decent performance in this film. This is a really solid cast. I don't... Akhtar is just too old to play presumably like 20-year-old Tufan. And it, yeah. it, it shows. The age gap with Murnell Thacker is not great, though. I mean, they do have chemistry. I think she's lovely. It's also... you. It's not a... It's a very common thing. Like, this is an age gap we see yeah. all the time. So Yeah, and I just... I don't know. Although not often for Farron Akhtar. I don't exactly, and I don't know what age he is supposed to be playing, but I'm just like I assume it's supposed to be younger than he looks, especially compared and, to Mukabaz, where the boxer's age is so important. Yeah, and Farron Akhtar does look great. Yeah, he's absolutely gorgeous, but he also looks his age. Like yes. he looks older. He's got crow's feet, so I just don't. He's probably really... the same age as Oscar Isaac. Right? Yeah, like yeah. he's about or that he's kind early of fifties. Yeah, but like hot older guy now as opposed to hot younger guy. yeah i just don't really buy him playing this young role mm-hmm. um but i i do like i think all these performances are really great uh Paresh Ram, it's not cartoonishly strange though like a, no. a Salman khan film where no. it's like oh he's he's just a good 16 year old boy meanwhile the size of a brick shit house and yeah <laughs> 50 years old i think Parash Rawal is lovely in a lot of his scenes uh especially Her, yeah yeah especially his scenes with his granddaughter yes uh, I I do kind of think they ask him to play a bit like one note, like this, yeah. you know, I, I, this guy who's a, who's against Muslims because of. For he has a good reason. Like he has a good reason, but I do think that you know he he has kind of some winning moments. Tufan just should have introduced the "I want to marry your daughter" thing. He, he should have found out. Like, yeah. it's really the daughter's fault. She should have said who her dad yeah. was rather than having a fun game to herself of like, yeah. oh, ho, ho, my dad is actually your coach. I always love seeing Supriyapathic. She has nothing to do, though. Mm-hmm. She's just a nurse. I mean, she let nice people nurse. stay at her house. Yeah. The songs here, I think, overall are really fun. There's Too fun of, main theme. Good. The too fun main theme is good. There's some good training montages with like one of them has a good rap song. Uh, I think the, the love song is really nice, though I don't understand 
this like circle laughing of circle thing that yeah Thacker joins yeah um, that was weird I like I think they're all fine I just don't think there's anything about this movie that encourages me to revisit it or would encourage me to recommend it to someone like I don't think it's quite mediocre I think it's well done it's just exactly it's what a it three out of five it it's like a sixty percent. You want to watch a boxing movie? It's pretty good. You're yeah. just not really going to remember it in a couple of days. Yeah, and it's exactly what it says it is. Yeah. Like, it delivers and does not aspire to anything more than just, like, here's a straightforward, standard sports drama. It does not under-promise, nor does it over-deliver. Yeah, and, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a movie that knows exactly what its lane is. It's just mm-hmm. kind of boring because of that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Luca Paz is just so good. There, there, is, there is quite the <laughs> twist in this, and it's just overwrought. Yeah, the I rest think, of the time you could see the movies on rails. I think that twist is a is an issue for me, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's just fine. All right. Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, well, watch Mukabaz again. So, so the Mukabaz, other two are okay. Mukabaz is the knockout. Yes, of, it's the champion it's of the champion. this episode. Congratulations, Mukabaz! We're gonna hold your arm up in the ring and make you hug the other two movies. Yes. Uh, something that I like very much in every Indian boxing movie, because in America they would say, okay, fight. <laughs> in this, they go, box. <laughs> I, I don't know why. A, you also very, really like that everyone hugs at the end. Very charming. Yeah, everyone, because it's explained, I think, in Tufan, possibly. It's definitely not explained in Mukabaz. It's explained that, in like, Tufan that like these guys are your friends. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you take it all out of them in the ring, but afterwards, you know, they're kind of your friends. And yeah. Mukabaz has the the left-handy guy near the end who yeah. you know, he kind of makes friends with, but it it's co- it's collegial, right? Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever seen American boxers or Canadian boxers for that matter really like hug after a match. Mm-hmm. But also there's a lot of money on the line in those matches where this is like it's amateur sports. Yeah. Right? So, this brings us to the end of this episode. We are going to be taking a bit of a break. Yes. Uh, we have... We're surrounded by piles and piles of boxes. Yeah, we're moving. We're actually going to be moving. Uh, and so... And we're also going to be headed out of town for a couple of, like, kind of safe mini vacations. We're not leaving... Uh, the area that we live in too we much. We don't have a lot of TV time is the thing. Yeah, we're not doing a lot of traveling, but we are going to be out of town to see some family uh, in addition to moving. So we've decided to take a break. We we deserve it. Yeah. Uh, we've and been going so, nonstop since uh, January. Yeah, so we'll be back in mid-September. Uh, in the meantime, Matt, I, and I don't know what we're going to be discussing. We'll figure that out later. Bachan. Maybe. He's back. Sure. It's maybe. time. Uh, we'll figure that out later. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? I don't know what year Ajuba came out, but I really want to see that one. That looks absolutely buck wild. I hope it's in that time frame, which mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. 84 to 86. Mm-hmm. It might be later, but we're getting to that one. I'm, I'm very excited for okay. that. Okay. And Shah and Shah, I want to see that. I guess one of the episodes in September, it will be back, John. I don't know if it'll be the first ba- one back. time. Okay. How can people keep up with the show? At Bollywood Pod. I'm at Matt underscore... B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Erin E. Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. Facebook.com slash Bollywood for Lovers. Uh, you could tell us which of these three boxers you think you could fight. Um, I don't think I could fight any of them, but mm-hmm. tell us tell us who you think you could uh, throw hands with. Um, Tumblr.com slash Bollywood for Lovers. 
mm-hmm. for some very good show notes. If you're a fan of the show, please leave us a star rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice. I think we, Apple is working again. Yeah, we do read them out on air. We haven't received any in a while. It would be really nice if we got one. It would be really nice if we got one, and then Matt can give you some biffle points. Mm-hmm. Uh, My hand is just full of biffle points right now, and I want to punch them into you while you are leaving that review you can also check out my other podcast that i do with paul matwichuk called trash aren't the movies uh we have a very exciting ray Maland episode coming out you heard it here folks uh, the the overwhelming need for a ray Maland double bill yeah is happening yeah we watched x the man with the x-ray eyes and the lost weekend i mean what more could you want you all know these movies um <laughs> They're Those actually they're movies. they're very good movies. Like it Ray Melanda has like matinee the idol. Last weekend is one of only three films that won the top award at cons and the Academy Awards. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not saying that those are bad movies. I'm saying that the Ray Milan double bill is, <laughs> is a very please, obscurely hilarious please. way to try and get people to listen to the podcast. Please show my other podcasts some love. Uh, we also want to thank Becca Dalkey for our artwork. And that's it. Yeah, we'll see you in a month. I'm like punching the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs)